is up everybody sean sheehan back here with another edition of the betting show for suredog.com uh, and we have a pretty good ufc card coming up uh, this week a big heavyweight title fight at the very top with a really really great flyweight fight um just underneath it's a really good card this weekend uh, and a lot of the uh, the undercard fights are really good as well all my bets today are going to be from the UFC, but there's some other good stuff going around as well. Um, UAE Warriors have a card this weekend. The one championship odds aren't up yet, as I record, but that's a pretty good card as well, and I'll have a, a full um, preview of that. It'll probably be out before this video, so check it out on uh, on our YouTube here, or if you're listening on, on Spotify, or iTunes, or wherever you're listening, you'll be able to get it there as well. Ian O'Neill join me uh, for that. So it's a, it's a pack weekend in the world of mixed martial arts um, with... You know, maybe not the big title fights in the UFC, but some good fights in the UFC. And that one card, especially with the uh, the raw tag, Demetrius Johnson, um, fight, bout, mixed rules, special rules matchup. That's just really, really fun. Uh, it's one of those weekends that, uh, you know, you'd look forward to as an MMA fan and there won't be many casuals out. So it'll be, uh, it'll be good to, to catch them and to watch them. So... Uh, I'm here with my bets for today. Two last two weeks have been pretty good. Uh, got three of the four bets up and bought it the last two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I think I did, yeah. Uh, the flyer, the flyer bet. Look, it's it's eluding me. It's look, I'd be right once if I'm right once this year. I'd be, I'd be happy with the flyer bet. I like the one I have today, to be honest. But I like I, I always like the ones I have, but they never win. But uh, I do pretty well on the on the opening bets. Uh, as I said, Cheltenham as well was last week enough. Uh, a lot of the Irish in the UK uh, listeners and viewers here were probably uh, betting on that as well last week. So that was a pretty uh, a pretty good week for the the betters, I think, because uh, the a lot of the favourites won there and a lot of the uh, bookies weren't too happy after it. So a great week, uh, a great week for the betters, we'll say. But always please, when you're thinking about betting, when you're thinking about who you're going to be back in this week, uh, please do it responsibly. Please bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can bet even less than that take it very very easy and as i said i always only bet for fun i'm not a big i i probably laid like two relatively big bets and relatively big bets to me are like 50 quid in, in my life so I, i'm staying away from that i bet small bet easy you know have fun with it and uh you know let's uh let's see where it's going and uh, let's see uh let's see how we get on each weekend and let's see if we can make you know a little bit of money we we'll see if we can make uh, a coffee for a monday morning or something like that out of our uh, out of our bets for the weekend all right so i'm gonna get straight into it here after all that uh spiel and uh i'm gonna go for my my first bet i'm gonna go for brian barbarina against matt brown now and he's plus 102 at the moment on the odds uh i see some places he's the favorite some places he's the underdog it's one of those pick em fights and i actually hate picking against matt brown to be honest um uh, but I was looking. I look back at a couple of Brian Barberina fights recently, and I looked at his record recently. And w- weirdly, when I think about Brian Barberina, I don't think that he is on like a relatively good run. In that, I think he's won like two of his last three fights. Uh, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I feel. I just felt like he's been losing a lot of fights recently, and he has lost a few. But he's won a few as well. Um, and he's at an age where he like he is not. He's a guy who's taken. You know, a good bit of damage throughout his career. Fought really good guys, but he Matt, Matt Brown is forty-one years of age right now, uh, and Brian Barberina is not that. And I think that might be the difference here because if you look at their their fighting ability, I think Matt Brown at his best. Matt Brown in his prime. If this was prime Matt Brown against prime uh, Brian Barberina, 
all day, every day, I'd be picking Matt Brown. Like, Matt Brown, at his best, was a very good fighter. And he's still a good fighter. You know, he won uh, his last fight he won, didn't he? Uh, he's a Like, he's a very, very good fighter. Uh, but I just... I can't look past Brian Barberina and this one. I, I feel like Matt Brown recently, right? He has a great first round in him. And if you push him in the second round, it's very, very tough for him to kind of keep going or to keep up that pace. Um, and I think Brian Barberina is one of those guys that will keep going and going and going for three rounds. Like, the Baeza fight, okay, he got finished in the in the second round very early in it. Uh, the Cater fight, or sorry, the uh, the Condit fight, Cater, where did Cater come from? Uh, it was actually on the Holloway versus Cater card. That's why the Cater came from. I think it was the longer it went. Like it, it wasn't even enough fight, but I think Condit kind of pushed him to it there. Um, and I just feel, I just feel like if Brian Barberina can. Not necessarily survive the first round, but if he can survive the first round without too much damage, if he can push Matt Brown against the cage, kind of hold him there, land two or three shots, even if he loses the round, um, I think going into the second and third round, he might have a little bit more, you know, not necessarily fire in the belly, but a little bit more in him than Matt Brown would be. Like, you know, beating Darian Weeks in his last fight by unanimous decision at the end of last year beating Anthony Ivey as well. Okay, he lost to Jason Wick, but he's been going to decision. His last three fights have all gone to decision. I, I think this one will be going to a decision again. I was looking at decision prop, and we'll get to that maybe at the end as well when I go through all the odds. But I, I think, um, yeah, I think this one will be Brian Barberina just pushing Matt Brown against the cage for as long as he can, trying to stay safe on the feet and maybe getting a couple of takedowns in the second or third round and landing some good ground pound on top to win it. Now, look, if Matt Brown comes out, and there is a bit of energy saving there from him after he lands a lot of shots and he's smart about it. I think he can win, but I think, at, and it, you know, he probably will win if that happens. I think at this stage of his career, Matt Brown is more about going out, throwing these shots, having fun out there than, uh, you know, partaking in the most intelligent game plans in the world or anything like that. So, look, it's an even enough fight. I just give the slight edge to Barbary, and I think the age, I think where, you know, closer to his prime uh, he is at the moment, and I think Matt Brown, unfortunately, isn't isn't there anymore. So, uh, and, and when I say isn't there, I mean at his prime anymore. So, we will uh, we'll see how that plays out. So, that's the first bet rounded off there. Let me just... Turn on that light. Oh, look at that. Oh, that looks so much better there. That's absolutely beautiful. I, I apologize to, to John Bradigan if I, that light being turned on has ruined everything in his edit, but sure, look, and I look better anyway. Um, right. Next bet I'm going for here is... Um, I don't know why I'm going upside down on my bets that I've written down here, but I'm go, I, I, I go for Vlaishev uh, Barashev, and he is minus 150 against Mark Casey. Now, I did a preview of this card uh, on Sherdog as well, and I talked a little bit about this fight, but I want to talk about it a little bit more because, to me, this could be the best fight on the card. Uh, <laughs> because, look, I okay, it's either going to go two ways, right? It'll either be the best fight in the card... Jacasey will rise to the level. He will go toe-to-toe with Barashev. Uh, I was listening to the, our, our guy Shillian and Duffy doing the preview, and they were talking about uh, how Mark Jacasey has never been knocked out, and, you know, Barashev wins most of his fights by, by finish and by knockout, and, like, something's going to have to change. It'll either be Jacasey getting knocked out or Barashev having to do it a little bit differently than how he has been doing it recently anyway. So that, to me leads me to think that this will be a very very good fight and Jacasey 
might rise to that level a little bit. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't, and we have something different, if it is that Barashev knockout, it will be very, very big for him and very big for the UFC because I think this is a guy they want to push. I think this is a guy they see as a future champion maybe or a future star anyway and you know I wouldn't disagree when I think you know his personality is very good but you know we've seen fighters very recently coming into UFC with a great personality but a lot of people who've watched him know that their fighting ability isn't up to that and Barashev I don't think is one of them so as I said it'll either be Jacasey rising to that occasion and it being a very even fight or else it'll be Barashev just cleaning him out basically now I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, and maybe it's because Jukesi's uh, English, and I've been watching him on the, you know, the UK and Irish scene for a long time, but I just feel like something will snap for Jukesi at one stage. Like, I just feel like at one point in his career, this guy will go to the next level and be the fighter we all thought he could be when he signed for the UFC, when he was fighting in Bama, was a Kane Musa he knocked out. I just feel like that will happen at some stage. I really, really do. Now, will it be this fight? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe this is the fight he needs. Maybe this is the guy, uh, you know, the, the fight against the guy with all the hype that everyone probably th- thinks he's going to lose. You know, he's the underdog here against a guy with what, one, what, one UFC fight. Um, maybe this is the motivation that he needs to get there. And it's not even, I don't think it's even motivation. I think it's because Casey always came off to me as a guy who tries very hard and trains very hard and, you know, has moved to a different country to train and, and everything like that. He's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's a guy who half arses it or anything. So, but some, sometimes things just click. Sometimes things just click and you start, you know, look, look at Masvidal. He starts landing those knockouts or, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is always the, um, the example that I, I look at. Now he Rafael Dos Anjos had a very good record and everything like that, but it felt like there was a point in his career where he got to, where he went to that next level, and something just clicked, and maybe it was moving, was it moving to King's MMA at that time? I'm very bad with the gyms, but I, I think it was at that time, and he just moved to that next level, and he you know, became a champion and everything like that. Now, will Casey get to that level? I'm not saying that necessarily, but I think he has... You know, he has it in him. You you always, you look at some guys, right? And you look at, say, even if it's people who do it, like a Dos Anjos, who you look at their game and you think they're very athletically sound. They're sound in terms of their uh, ability all around and their fundamentals, but there's something just not clicking. There's other guys, like... I always, I always had it at Todd Duffy as well, and he never went anywhere. Now maybe not with the fundamentals so much, more at the uh, more the uh, athleticism there, and some other guys as well. But if you have that athletic base and you have that very good fundamental game, like Casey's fundamentals are very very good, and he's a very good athlete. I always hold out hope for guys like that. There's a guy here in, in Ireland as well, uh, Kean Cowley. Uh, he fought a couple of weeks ago as well, and his record open his career is not great, but he's a very good fundamental striking game. He seems to me as a guy who tries very hard, and he's a very good athlete. And I always feel like something's going to click for him, you know? And Casey to me, has always been one of those guys. Um, and uh, you know, looking at his game, very good wrestling. People probably saw a couple of his big knockouts, especially that one, uh, the Kay Musa one in, in Bama, and probably think uh, when he came into the UFC that he's, oh, he's a striker, he's an English striker. But this guy can wrestle, and he's a very good wrestler. Maybe that's something he needs to get back to. Maybe this is not the fight for it, but it's an interesting one. Like Barashev, he can wrestle. He can punch, as we've seen, that Christian Duncan fight. I won't go over it again because I've gone over it now in two different previews, but he, uh, uh, when you beat Christian Duncan... You're a good fighter because I watch a good few Christian Duncan fights. This guy is is as legit as they come, and you go in there and you do what uh, Barashev did to him. That to me makes you not just uh, you know not just a good up and comer, but that makes you like 
a top top contender in terms of um you know prospects if you get me like he is a top top prospect coming through it's a very interesting fight look the reason i'm going for barishev i just think that power early might be a little bit too much and if you add in a little bit of wrestling into it i think that Jacasey might struggle a little bit with that because Jacasey's offensive wrestling is very, very good. Defense, defensively, he's a good, you know, good defensive wrestler as well. But Barashev, I think, might have a little bit too much for him if he brings the striking and the wrestling together. Now, if he goes out and just strikes with him, look, he could land a big shot, and knock him out, absolutely. And you know what? That's probably a, a likely scenario here, considering what he's done recently. Even though Jacasey doesn't really get knocked out or anything like that, but I think adding stuff together. I think we'll need to see a new flow from Barashev in this fight to beat Jacasey. And you know what? I think he has it in him. So I'm going for Barashev. Look, as look as, uh, as much as my maybe uh, Irish and UK bias would be uh, would be looking towards Jacasey, I have to pick with the, the wallet here, I suppose. And I'm going for Barashev. I think minus 150 uh, isn't a bad price whatsoever. Uh, right, next bet here. Uh... To me, the best fight on the card, Askar Askarov against Kai Kara-France. And I'm going for Askarov to win this one by decision at minus 110. Now, it's three rounds. Uh, if it was the main event, it was five rounds. Maybe we would be picking different here. Um, but I think... I think this one... You know, I've said this with a couple of fights recently that haven't turned out that way. But I do take it with this one. I think... Kai Kara France will be very, 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 very elusive here early. And will try as much as he can to stay out of the grasps of Askarov in terms of his takedowns, but also his big, heavy shots on the feet. Now, Kai Kara France will be trying to land those lovely jabs to the body that he does inside. That footwork on the outside, landing a couple of shots coming in, and then getting out to that footwork again. I think that will be his game plan, and I think that will lead and lend to a longer fight. Um, but at the same time, I do think Askarov will have success. Like, he's a very good counterfighter, um, even though he does put on pressure. You know, he uses his hips very well, I think, to kind of step back out, defend those shots, and then come back in without needing to even move his feet to land the punches when he comes back inside. Um, and I think if you look at the Kai Kara France fight against uh, what's Bonterin, I don't know, uh, fair play to me for pulling that name out, <laughs> but uh, where he almost got knocked out and then came back, I think it was that cunning off the cage and staying in the range after Kara France had thrown his shots that got banter in that big shot. Now, he got finished as well, so that's what we see from Kai Kara France. He can hit hard, and I think Askarov will need to be defensively sound as well. Um, so that's why I think it will go along. But I do think Askarov and his ability to kind of cut off the cage, whether it's with takedowns or with strikes, will score him more points, basically, and will win him the fight. Um, it's going to take, I think, a bigger shot and like a big knockdown or a big hurtful strike for Kaikara France to, to win rounds here and to win the fight here. Um, and although that is, you know, a, a, there's a high percentage of that because... Uh, of how hard Kai Kara France hits and how good he is, there, that percentage is massively lowered by how good Askarov is. So, I think Askarov will win rounds here. Uh, I think he'll win rounds probably with takedowns and shots from the top and not letting Askarov get his, uh, you know, I'm not going to say late takedown wins around here or anything like that, like, but stopping Askarov landing his big strikes and landing, you know, to 
uh, ground and pound when he gets it there uh, from Askrov will win him around. I think probably landing big punches against the cage will probably win him around. And by the time it comes to the end, I think it'll end up with him uh, winning a decision. Now, I would not at all be surprised if Kai Carafrance did land one of those massive shots and did end up winning around. Or, you know, if he won two rounds, it's a close fight. It's a really good fight. I'm really looking forward to it. I think the, the odds are a bit wide. I, I get to it at the end, the, the straight-up money line odds, uh, which, as I said, I will get to um, at the end. But I like this decision. Um, Askrov by decision, minus 110. I like that. I'm going for that one. Right. Uh, my la- the last of the four bets and I will get to my flyer I like my flyer this week I like it um, is another win by decision and that's Alexa Grasso to beat Joanne Wood um, I really 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 was blown away by the last performance from Alexa Grasso and I know may- may- now maybe everyone wasn't um, and that's absolutely her prerogative she- look she's 28 years old now she's no longer a young prospect she's had 16 fights but that win over Macy Barber and her fight against Kim as well, the last two fights, I just think her striking looked great in those fights. And it looked very technical and it looked, you know, it looked to me a fighter who has improved. And improved in like a significant way that on the in the future she'll improve more. You know, and if another few things click and things go right for her, she gets favourable matchups, she will go to the top and fight for the title. Now, will she win the title? Okay, maybe not. Or maybe she will. Who knows? But I think that is the level we're talking about her fighting on. And if you look at Joanne Wood's last few fights, she fight, fought and lost Tyler Santos last fight when she's gone on fighting for the title next. She fought and lost Lauren Murphy. She fought for the title next. Okay, Jessica, before that, she, she won that fight and she beat Andrea Lee as well, which were two very, very good wins. But lost to, to Jennifer Maya. She went and fought for the title. Lost to Kaylin Chukagan. She went and fought for the title. So, unfortunately, at this stage of her career, it does feel like Joanne Wood is a little bit of like a placeholder in that division and the one you need to beat to get to the title fight. And that sounds bad because I've I've got most respect for Joanne Wood. I was the one, you know, along with many people uh, when she got signed for the OC saying that she would be the first ever champion at the weight class and everything like that. Uh, look, it just hasn't turned out for her that way. Um, now, having said that, this is a favourable matchup for her in terms of the way she wants to fight. You know, she wants to stand up. She wants to box. She wants to kickbox. And I th- look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Alexa Grasso will go out and double leg her in the first 10 seconds. But I think Alexa Grasso is going to strike with her. I think this is going to be a striking matchup. Um, and I think Alexa Grasso is going to box uh, for the uh, for the vast majority of this fight. Um, that's the reason I think she'll win as well, honestly. And that's the reason why I picked her to win by decision. But if Joanne Wood wants to show us that she is still there at the very top, if she wants to show us that her game and her ability... Uh, is you know good enough for the very top of that division. This is the ideal matchup for her. Now, as I said, maybe we'll see a few takedowns. I actually, like thinking about it more, we probably will see a couple of takedowns from Alexa Grasso. But I think she believes in her game. I think she believes her game is good enough to beat Joanne Wood's game as well. And I, you know, I do think that'll happen. I just think, uh, look, I think it'll come down to a boxing match. I do, and I think she will. Uh, uh, Alexa Grasso will box her up, and I think she'll win the decision. It's a, it's as simple as that, really. I think we'll have three similar rounds um, with a little bit of grappling throughout, mostly striking, and Alexa Grasso kind of pushing Joanne Wood back, landing some shots. I do think Joanne Wood, one thing I think she has improved with over the last while is her, uh, is her power. So if she can hurt Alexa Grasso, maybe cut her up and things like that, maybe that's something could change the fight. But other than that, I think as a technical fighter, even with the, in the power stakes as well, 
overall power six. I think uh, Alexa Grasso has it there. So yeah, I'm going for uh, I'm going for Grasso to win that one uh, by decision. So by decision, she is minus one fifty. Right, uh, next one here, and this is my flyer of the week. So those are my four bets. I'll read them out again at the end of the video here, the the podcast. If you're listening to it, there. Um, I'm go- my flyer of the week is uh, plus four ten. You can get it at pl- around plus four fifty other places, but plus four ten is the is the main one here. And it's Ilir Latifi to win via round one KO slash TKO over Alexi Olenek. Now. If this flyer doesn't win, I don't think I I, forget, I might give up my flyers altogether. I don't think any of them this year will win. Uh, but I just think, look, look, we know what we know what's going to happen with Lexi Alnick. He will come out and he will throw those like overthrown um, shots to try to get his opponent to come in and either take him down or to get into a clinch so he can you know he can wrap up that neck against the cage and then fall backwards you know and, and, and I try to win the fight like that or try to get into the mount or try to get mounted himself to get the Ezekiel choke that's the way Alexi Olnik fights and that's the way he will try to win now Ilir Latifi is a guy who will fought at light heavyweight uh who is a big guy okay um even for heavyweight, but I think he'll be able to move around. I think he'll be more nimble than the, you know, the the fifty-seven-year-old Alexi Alexi Alec. He's not quite fifty-seven, but he's up there. Um, and I think, I think that movement around him for a while early and his ability maybe to not be able to get caught up by Alenik will be the reason he wins the fight because I think Alenik leaves himself so open to strikes uh, that someone who hits hard and like. He's nicknamed the Sledgehammer for a reason, because he can hit damn hard, and I think he'll catch on Nick. And honestly, I do. I I, I think this one will win. I th- I think this flyer. I think we're finally at the winner here. I think he's going to catch Alnick early. I think he's going to knock him out. Like Latifi is a very good wrestler as well, and he could wrestle him. But why would you wrestle Alnick if you know that's the reason? You know that's the place you might get caught. I think he will be as light on his feet as someone called the Sledgehammer can be. Um, I think he will uh, dance around Alexi Alnik. Alnik will come in and he will step counter and hit Alnik and hurt him hard and probably finish him against the finch. It might might even be like a stand and stoppage or something like that. That's how I think the fight will go. I think most people will probably agree that it'll probably go that way. Uh, But you never know with Alnik. He could uh, (laughs) could Ezekiel choke him. So we'll uh, we'll see on that one. But yeah, I like that flyer bed. I think that's that's a pretty good price. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely sticking with that one. Right. Uh, let's look at a few more of the uh, bets here. Um, just looking at uh, best fight odds, there's a LFA card this weekend. There is a PFL um, uh, Challenger Series, obviously, but maybe this will be it'll be already on by the time this comes out. But uh, Bevan Lewis is fighting there. He's uh, he's an underdog against Marcelo Nunes. Um, we'll have PFL back pretty soon as well, so I'm looking forward to that. Very interested to see the price of uh, Miles Price against uh, Anthony Pettis because Miles is a guy... Well, this is a guy who shocked people in the past, and I wouldn't be surprised if he shocked someone again, so that's going to be a bit of a spoiler for uh, uh, later on in the year, but I'm looking forward to that. Fame MMA is this weekend as well. Uh, Norman Park is fighting on that, Ireland's odd. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to, to, to seeing how Norman gets on. There's an octagon card. UA, uh, is there an ACA card as well? Uh, there's a UAE Warriors card. There's a Fury FC card. So lots of stuff uh, going on this weekend So for your for, uh, for your bet need. And obviously the one championship. Odds are not up there, but 
I, I don't know what you think. Maybe, maybe people, uh, maybe people will be able to stick it in the comments below. But I, um, I fancy Demetrius Johnson to come through against Rotang and get maybe submission in the second round. It'd be interesting to know what people think. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see the odds as well. And hopefully, it'll be up by the time the card comes. And you can check me out over on Twitter. There, I will, uh, I will, tr- I will tweet out a couple of bets if I, um, if I, if I fancy any of them. There, I, f- I like uh, Wakamatsu as well in that fight against Marais. Not, not necessarily to bet on him if I saw a price I'd be able to tell you a little bit more but I don't think he's completely out of that fight either so I'd be interested to see that card this weekend right the UFC odds uh, Mark Casey, as I mentioned is plus 130 minus 150 for uh, uh, Boroshev in that one uh, the main event let's talk about that for a second uh, Chris Dacus is a plus 310 underdog uh, minus 410 for Curtis Blades um, I was looking at Blades by a TKO KO there. I think that's probably the most likely, um, you know, where the fight will go. And that is only minus 110. Um, I'm not, you know, okay. Minus 110 is a fine price. And I said it's the most likely way it goes. But will it, will it go that way? You, know, you never know. But I, I think it probably will. I think I think Blades will be able to get takedowns. I think he will finish Darkest from on top. Um I, look, it's one of those fights I really can't... It's a good fight. It's a good fight, but I can't get up for it. I just feel like the rest of the card is so much better, especially that Askra of Kai Kara France a fight, and the fact that we have this heavyweight, meaningless fight over five rounds, and we don't have Kai Kara France versus Askra over five rounds, is very annoying to me, and I think a lot of people out there as well in, uh, in favour of, uh, <laughs> you know, seeing good MMA over heavyweight MMA uh, would uh, would probably agree with me. But not to say that Blades and Darkus aren't good, but you know what I mean. I think that's... The flyweight fight is a more high-level fight that would need the five rounds more than, than this one would because I think... Look, Darkus... Darkus hits hard. There's a, I was looking him up, um, you know, kind of just Googling his name or whatever, and the first thing that comes up were like Darkus' three finishes in the UFC or whatever it was, and he this guy hits hard and he can move fast for a heavyweight as well. Uh, we've seen Blades be knocked out in the past, but look, by only the cream of the crop at heavyweight, so it's, he's not an easy guy to knock out. So, uh, look, that minus 410, I think that's just about right, and I think Blades uh, will end up uh, getting the win. Um, Alexa Grasso's straight-up price is minus 235. Obviously, obviously, have gone for her via decision. Plus 200 for Joanne Wood. I think that's just about right as well. Uh, as I mentioned, Barbarin has plus one or two here. He is the he's minus one fifteen in some places. Here I see with BetMGM, but um, Matt Brown is look this one. One of them's a favorite. One of them's the underdog. And different bookies find the best pricing and get the best price there. But I have uh, the the reference here is minus one or plus one or two. Sorry for Brian Barbarina. So he's slightly the underdog there in that one. I that's mainly the reason I've kind of gone for him. Um, the Askarov Kai Kara France fight minus three six five for Askarov Kara France uh, plus two ten. If I'm not mistaken, I, let me see if I can see this. Yeah, that line um, has massively changed. It was pl- minus two hundred back in uh, in March tenth when it was announced, and it's gone down to. Uh, and this is Askarov to win. It's gone all the way down to minus three six five. So. The money has come in big there on Askarov to win that fight, and I can see why, honestly. And I think, look, we've probably found around the right price there, I think. Although, you know, Cara Francis Harding's a very good fighter, so you never know, but uh, I I like, uh, I definitely like Askarov there. Um, Olenek, plus 170, minus 200 for Latifi. Uh, you know, Latifi at that price, if you're putting him in, a, in an accumulator or something, I like that. I, I, 
I wouldn't be backing all Nick a plus 170. You know, let's see what all Nick by submission is. Uh, just, oh, sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. Never mind. Hold on. Live, the live television, lad. Live television. Although it's not live. Um, all the Nick by submission is plus 350. Okay, if you want if you want another flyer bet, I'm drawing out a second flyer bet here. Oh, um, look, bet all Nick by submission. Bet Latifi by KO. And I think you'll have a winner there in the middle of summer. So, um... Another high-level fight in this one, Max Griffin, plus 192, minus 227 for Neil Magny. That was just a little bit too high for me. Um, if Neil Magny was in at plus, or sorry, minus 180 or minus 175 or something like that, I definitely would have been throwing him in as one of my bets. I think he will win, but over minus 200 is a little bit big, because I'm, you're never sure what Magny's going to turn up, and that's that's a tough thing to say but I think Max Griffin is a good fighter again he can bring the heat I do think Magny will win I'd be very surprised if Griffin did win but I don't like him at that price uh Carl Rosa minus 200 plus 170 for Sarah McMahon uh, you know Sarah McMahon is one of those as well if she could turn up and she can get her wrestling going and, and her striking from on top and her jiu-jitsu she's a very good fighter as well but Rosa's probably uh, should be the favorite at this stage of their careers Chris Gutierrez uh, and uh, Dana Batrigal are just about uh, even enough, plus 114, minus 134 for Batrigal. Um, obviously, the underdog is Gutierrez there. Uh, Khrushchev is minus 800. Whoa, what a big favorite he is against Dennis Tulilin, uh, plus uh, 550. Jennifer Maya is a big underdog here, plus 310. That's, that, that odds are, those odds are a bit big for me. Minus four, 410 for Mano Firo. You know, maybe I should have thrown in Jennifer Maya. <laughs> I, I like that, you know. I, I respect Firo. I think she's very good. I think she probably will win. But at plus 310, that to me is too big. Those odds are too wide. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, Maya would be a good bet there, honestly. But uh, it's uh, I, I think that should be closer to... You know, not necessarily 50-50, but I think that's a closer fight than, than that suggests. Anyway, uh, David Dvorak, uh, minus 114. Nicolau is minus 106. I think that's about right as well. I, I know my guy Spencer Kai was talking about that fight, and he's pumped for that one. Um, uh, so that's, uh, that's a good price there. And Bruno Souza, uh, minus 118, minus 102 for Luis Sal. Dana. Uh, right, everyone. Um, those are my bets for the week. I will read them out again. Alexa Grasso by decision, minus 115. Um, uh, I'm reading them upside down now from the way I read them the first time. But anyway, Askarov by decision, minus 110. Uh, Boroshev, minus 115 to win straight up. Brian Barbrina to win straight up as well at plus 102. And my flyer of the week, which never wins, don't bet in it. Uh, <laughs> Ilir Latif, he wins by TKO KO in round one at plus four. 10. Right, that's it for me, everybody. Thanks very much for watching and listening. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.